Hello, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Mary Frances. And I'm Jenna. And And together, we are Insanely Relative. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Insanely Relative. Today is Wednesday, February 3rd, 2021. I'm Mary Frances, and I'm here with my niece, Jenna, today. We are going to be discussing coping with anxiety. Uh, Before we get started, I want to make sure everyone is aware that Jenna and I are not medical professionals. We are merely speaking from our own experiences with anxiety and those that we love. So we're going to start with a quote, and we'll remind you of the quote at the end of the podcast that hopefully it will help get you through the week. No amount of anxiety can change the future. So going off of that... Anxiety disorders are probably one of the most common among Americans, and I did Google it and found out that it affects approximately 40 million adults. That's a lot. That is a lot of people. So I know from my own personal experience, um, my anxiety, when I look back, I found that it probably started in my teens and I didn't even realize it because I didn't know what the signals were, what the different things were. But I would get heart palpitations or I would get really just nervous about doing something and I'd get shaky. Mm-hmm. And um, it wasn't until after I had kids that the anxiety seemed to be a lot worse. So it, it was probably hormone changes. Yes. I know, Jen, you kind of yes, had the I, same thing. I had very similar situation. Also anxious as a child, as a young, young child. <clears throat> My mother reminds me of that daily. And... Um, and, and then worse, once I had my own child. Yeah. So, and it's funny you say that because when I was little, it, thinking back, I didn't think anything of it. But when I would go to like somebody's birthday party, mm-hmm. I would not feel well. Right. I would have a stomach ache. Right. Um, and looking back, that was anxiety that I just didn't yes. realize. Probably yes. a good thing I didn't realize it or I probably wouldn't have done anything. Right. And to that note, I had a, a, a lot of anxiety as a child with different things. And I was put on a placebo by the doctor okay. to make myself be better, quote, um, for and a while. Worked. And yeah. I guess it, I, you know, I was young. <clears throat> I guess it worked. I mean, I didn't like the fact that, you know, I was doing that. But yeah, that I, I don't know if they do that anymore, but I think they definitely just tried to get me out of my own head. So was it like a sugar pill or something? I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, which kind of brings us to <clears throat> to the things that have helped us. Right. So I, I had a very good friend, thankfully, at the time I was going through all this, and she knew of a really great nutritionist. Her name was Maureen Short, was the nutritionist. And Maureen was able to sit down with me and kind of make me aware of the fact that you are what you eat. Mm-hmm. So when you are out of balance, it's almost like a mobile over a child's crib. And this is how she explained it to me, and it, it really made sense to right. me. So when you have that mobile and it plays the music and mm-hmm. it goes round and round, what happens when the one of those little you know, stuffed Almost. animals gets mm-hmm. out of whack? When it gets out of whack, the mobile doesn't run properly. It doesn't work right. properly. And it's the same thing with you. Yes. So you're running on all kinds of glands, and when one of those glands isn't balanced, right. whether it's from not getting enough sleep, eating right. poorly, mm-hmm. having a lot of stress... And again, stress. Not enough hydration. Yeah. It's a big one. Drinking water. Um, and again, everybody's level of stress is different. 
-hmm. So what makes me panicky or stressed out might not make somebody else stressed out. But I think we need to be aware that everybody has a different breaking point. Yes. Some much lower than others. Right. Right. So I, so I went to Maureen. She helped me kind of get out of my own head Mm -hmm. about things and also just be able to know that I needed to eat smaller meals throughout the day because I felt better doing that. Right. Um, There were some self-help books, which we will put on the website. Panic to Power was one that really helped me. That's by Lucinda Bassett. And I was, I was a horrible what if thinker. Yes. What if right i get in the car and it breaks down that mm-hmm. can be very stressful for somebody yes especially with kids yeah what if i get on uh you know the the train and i feel panicky and i need to get off okay, so that book kind of helped me retrain how i looked at what if right you know what if i get on the train and i have meet somebody and i have a pleasant conversation exactly what if i get in the car and i make every green light and make it to my destination in <laughs> that would be minutes. amazing <laughs> So, so it is, it's all, you have to learn what triggers you. Yes, absolutely. And what things help you. Another book was Living Well with Anxiety. That was by Carolyn Chamber Clark. And that was more um, telling you about diet and different things like that. And then, of course, sometimes you just need to go to the doctor. Right. And that's kind of where I started because I was having the heart heart palpitations. I wasn't feeling well. I always thought Mm -hmm. that I was dying. And once I got the clean bill of health that, no, it's pretty much just all in your head, then I had to figure out how to get my head to stop thinking like that. But the fact that you were able to even do that next step and figure out how to get your head to stop doing that is powerful because there are people that cannot do that. It's a process. It's a process. It's an everyday process. Yes. And it's, you have to follow up with it your whole life, especially yes. if you suffer from anxiety. It's not just, we're fixed now. It's, we it's learn to ongoing. Yes. Yeah. Right. And it can help you also see it in others, whether it's your children oh, yes. or your husband or your sister or your girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is definitely something, as I said, that affects so many people um, that when you become aware of it and you mm-hmm. see something in someone else that you know was affecting you, you can maybe help them. And I think one of the most important things is talking about it. Yes, I agree. I agree. That's my top thing that I do is talk to somebody about it. And often that diffuses it or at least lessens it. Or makes you feel like you're not alone. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Which is key because you can get, I know when I started, I kept thinking to myself, okay, so my heart's fine. There's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. me. Then uh, am I crazy? Right. I mean, that is right. the first thing you think. It is the first thing you think. And it And is, some people will look at you like you are. So absolutely. don't don't forget that there are people that won't understand mm-hmm. and and maybe really close people in your life that'll think you are crazy. There's yeah. something totally wrong with you and not understand what you're going through and how to help you. Right. Because they don't have that. They don't share that mm-hmm. same you know, struggle. And it's funny. uh, When I was a young woman and I was pregnant with my first child, I was at, you know, a regular store and there was a woman sitting there kind of waiting and she looked very, very unsettled. And I just kind of smiled at her and said, hi. And 
she said to me, this is the first time I've been out of my house in months. And I said, oh, were you ill? And she said, I have anxiety. I can't, I can't do things. And I said, well, good for you for being here today. Right. And at the time I wasn't struggling with anxiety, but as I struggled with it later, Mm -hmm. I thought about that woman and I thought, you know, people are brought to you for a reason, a season and a lifetime or a lifetime, not and a lifetime. Um, and I feel like she was there for a reason. She was there yeah. so that as I started to go through it, I was reminded that, you know what? If she could get out of the house and tell right. you she got out of the house. A stranger. And, uh-huh. Complete stranger. That, you know what? It, it just was proof that there are so many things that come to you that you don't even realize yeah. that help you get through something. Right. And you may not have been able to see that at that time, but looking back, you could see that right. that, that was... Yes, yeah, somebody put there for a reason. <clears throat> that happens a lot. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, so, so another thing that I know helped me was besides the nutritionist and the self-help books, it was exercise. Mm-hmm. And when I say exercise, I don't mean, you know, I went to kickboxing and I did all kinds of, right. of karate. It was walking with a girlfriend, meeting every day, walking, you know, whether we could do 15 minutes or an hour, whatever it might be. And we actually refer to that as our therapy session. Yes, absolutely. It is. Yeah, it is. We talk about anything and everything, and there's no judgment. Mm-hmm. And it's, we call it walk talk. What <laughs> happens on the walk stays on the walk. Right. And it's amazing when you can talk to somebody that just listens and can maybe have a little bit of understanding or mm-hmm. been there or try to be the devil's advocate and, right. and say, well, are you feeling this way? But what if, you know, what if we change it and, and right. tell you it this way? Does that make it any different? And it does help. It does. I agree a hundred percent. I think that that is a wonderful way to not only check yourself and, you know, cause you do ask yourself, Am I, is it just me? Am I crazy for thinking this way? Um, but to have somebody to, you know, bounce stuff off of and have somebody maybe be a little bit like, I think you're overthinking this or Mm -hmm. maybe if you did this, how do you think it would change the outcome? You know, and you, and when you have a friend that you walk with like that, that can happen on a regular basis, which is amazing. Right. And so her name is Sheila. So I have to give a shout out to Sheila because we definitely walk every day, except for when it's pouring rain or blizzard conditions, which we haven't walked in three days. So I'm feeling a little, you know, (laughs) <laughs> yes, I'm but, settled. <laughs> and to that end, I talk to you every morning and you do go out for your walk all the time, whether it is freezing, mm-hmm. whereas I'm more like, oh, I'll wait till it gets a little <laughs> nicer out in the afternoon. <laughs> but see, that's because I know how much it helps to yes. just decompress. And it does. And I have recently found that also, same thing with the nutritionist and a health coach that I'm using who is amazing um, in just keeping me focused on my goals. Um, and that was basically for food, for, you know, health reasons, but it's opened my eyes to so many other things, other parts of your life, your mental, your, um, you know, emotional, your financial, like everything contributes to what you are stressed about or what you are worrying about. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's really important for that mobile hanging over the bed to be in line. Right. It really is. Right. So there 
there are so many things that I've learned over the years that can be triggers. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of them, besides outside sources like people or having to drive somewhere, driving is, is a big one for me. Sometimes I get very panicky if mm-hmm. I have to drive um, further than 30 minutes. Right. Because I start worrying and then I have to kind of draw myself back in and go, all right, if something happens, you got a cell phone. You mm-hmm. call somebody, you call a garage, you call AAA, whatever. So, right, it's not like before when you had nothing and you yeah. had to like wait on the side of the road until <laughs> somebody came to pick you up. I'm not that old. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, we act true. like we're going to be, you know, in the middle right. of a snowstorm by ourselves with no help, but that's not the case. And right. we have to bring ourselves back down to reality. Right. So, but another big part of it is, again, you are what you eat. So I do find if I have too much caffeine, Mm -hmm. too much sugar, my body starts to react, whether I start to get the heart palpitations or I just feel off or Mm -hmm. shaky and it doesn't help if I'm then a little bit anxious about something because it just magnifies it. Yes. So some huge triggers are caffeine, sugar, alcohol, Mm -hmm. those three pertain to me. Uh, And then there's salt, nicotine, and actually fried foods. Mm -hmm. I could see that. I think because they're harder to process process. for your body to process. And you don't feel great after you eat that. Well, I don't personally. I don't know how everybody else does, but I don't feel great after I eat something like that. So that's a reminder to me. Right. You're throwing yourself out of whack. Like you're eating this. You're not going to feel good. Right. It's going to cause a downward spiral, you know, <clears throat> or you might be fine having it, you know, a couple of weeks in a row. And then all of a sudden right. your stress level now is higher than it was. Mm-hmm. And because you haven't eaten well, right. All of a sudden it's worse. Right. So right. that's something to keep in mind. You have to yes. kind of pay attention to your body and how it's reacting to certain things because I did, I switched to complete decaf Yeah. and then, um, and then I actually introduced caffeine back in, and it was funny. The one night, I actually thought I was dying. Okay, it's not funny, Just. but I did think I was dying. And I'm like, what is the matter with me? My blood pressure was mm-hmm. high. I didn't feel good. And then I threw myself into a major panic attack. Like, what am I going to do? Oh, my right. gosh. Oh, my gosh. And I called a friend. I called Angel. And she's like, all right, hon, what did you do different? I'm like, nothing. I didn't do anything different. She's like, no, you had to have done something different. And I said, oh, well, my husband, Bill, brought home coffee from a meeting, like a big jug of joe. Uh (laughs) So she just pauses and says, "Uh, was it decaffeinated? (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know. She's like, chances are it wasn't. Right. Well, turns out I found out it was not. And yes. I had drank that entire jug of Joe oh my in gosh. two days. And it is really, I can tell when you've had too much caffeine yeah. without even looking at you, just calling you on the phone because you talk at a much faster rate. You are very, very excitable. <laughs> and I, all I have to say is, how much coffee have you had today? How much? <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and she knows right away. She's like, oh. I'll take a deep breath and calm down and go switch to water. But the other thing that I wanted to point out that when you said be in tune with your body, that is really important. And I think when you get so busy in life and you're, you know, taking the kids to school and cleaning the house and working and doing laundry and Mm -hmm. going to the food store, you are, sometimes you get disconnected from that and then things happen and they can throw you into total tailspin because you're not really paying attention to your body and the signs. And I think you and I are very similar in the way that we know pretty quickly when something's off 
mm-hmm. with us because we are so call it call it anxious if you want, um, or more focused on things that we we know. Oh no, that's not right. Like, like I woke up the other day and told you I had headaches. I don't have headaches anymore. Mm-hmm. Why do I have a headache? Mm-hmm. And I talked to Jenna, my health coach, also named Jenna. And it pointed, it pointed right to, I didn't drink hardly any water that day. Mm-hmm. And it was like, there it is. Like, right. you know, and, and when I get the headache thing, you start to panic because I start to think, am I getting migraines again? What's happening? I thought I was done with those, you know? So that's where that anxiety can come in. Right. And really all it, all I had to do was just drink more water right? in that situation. Not right. all the time, but... But that's exactly your anxiety mm-hmm. is it's always in the background. Yes. But if you can keep it in the background, right. Right. It, it just makes yes. for a much happier life. Mm-hmm. And trust us. I mean, we, I mean, it was debilitating mm-hmm. at times. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I, where I didn't want to go places or I didn't want to do things. I'll never forget one time I was supposed to go on a field trip with my, mm-hmm. with my older boy. He was in elementary school and I called my husband and I said, I can't go. And I believe his exact words were, are you kidding me right now? Because he was at work. Right. And I said, I can't do it. I can't get on the bus. I can't, I can't get a full breath. I can't. And he's like, all right, what time do I have to be there? And I'm like, in an hour. <laughs> so, um, and then I, you know, you start beating yourself up mm-hmm. because you feel bad. You let everybody, you let your son down. Yes. Now your husband has one more stress on his plate because right. you now flaked out on him. But at the time, it's very real. Yes. And if, very real. if you can just be honest with yourself and say, you know what? I can't do this today. Mm-hmm. You have to be honest with yourself. As much as you think you're disappointing someone, mm-hmm. you don't want to disappoint yourself. Get there and have a horrible time. Right. And make it worse for everybody because you're now having an episode. Right. Or be an embarrassment for your poor child because God forbid you do that. I mean, well, we yeah. all know how they love that, embarrassing yeah. them. Yeah. But they probably <laughs> wouldn't even notice. No. Because Just... a lot of times, everything that you're feeling, people can't see. No. They you can't. think they can, right? but they don't. And actually, it's funny you say that because I was in high school and I remember not feeling good, like, you know, probably anxious and struggling with grades. And it was towards senior year. And I just remember going to the counselor one day and be like, I, I don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm losing it. I, ha- I you know, so much going on. And she looked at me and she said, but you look like you feel great. Why, why is that? And I looked at her and I was said, what, what do you mean? And she's like, well, you came to school today with a nice outfit on your makeup on your hair done. Everybody outside of you thinks that you are fine because they can't process. Like if you had come to school with no hair done, no makeup on and sweatpants, mm-hmm. people might've been like, Ooh, you know, so now they're not gonna know that you're struggling with things and you might be like how does nobody know like how can nobody know because they don't a lot of times people with anxiety are overachievers yes and and control freaks yes um and that's that's another big thing is the fact that you don't feel like you have control of a situation and that can throw you into an anxiety Mm -hmm. attack and it's it's something that you really have to work on mm-hmm. letting go of some of that control. Right. Which is hard. It's very, it's very hard. Very hard. I, do, I do it on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I have a very hard time with that. Um, I have, um, uh, you know, it, I have tendencies to be very OCD-like. and Just a little. Just a little. <laughs> and when my family doesn't, you know, see it the same way I do, I, I really struggle with that. And that becomes like a... A thing for me and and they all don't really 
feel that way. So, you know, they won't worry about the, the silly things that I'm worried about or the control, the things that I feel I need to control, whether it be shoes on the floor or clothes, not where they go. I mean, yes, these sound silly compared to like big issues, right? but these but are things you, that happen on a daily basis that I have to be like, let it go. Right. And you remind me of this quite often. Janelle reminds me of this quite often, like, let it go. Right. Um, because those little things build up. They do. And then they become a bigger stressor than they need to be. Right. And it magnifies and it becomes a mess. And one of the things that I've been doing and it's been really helpful is breathing. And that's in all areas of my life. But I will stop and I will breathe. Three deep breaths. Just just breathe and recenter and tell yourself, okay, is this really something I need to be worried about right now? Mm-hmm. Like there are things, other bigger things going on. This is not a big deal. Right. You know, now not everybody can do that. And these are little things like I'm talking about shoes on the floor, like I said, but sometimes there are bigger things and I have to breathe through them. And it takes a little bit longer to process and get to that place because mm-hmm. it might be, you know, letting, um, your, my son go and do something that I don't really feel comfortable with him doing, right. but I have to let him do because he's 12. Right. So yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it's so different for everybody and I think that you you have to realize that, okay, shoes on a floor, come on, really? <laughs> but but no, if it's something that bothers you and then there's something else that mm-hmm. bothers you and then there's another thing that bothers you and then something happens. Say you have a loss in the family or you lose a friend or whatever and now you have a bigger stress. Right. And those little things just compound. And yeah. it, it can lead to, you know, really a feeling of disconnection. And I think, I think it's important to just pay attention to how you feel and what bothers you. And, but do pick your battles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have to, because if you live with a family, several people in a home mm-hmm. all have their own ways of dealing with things, right? And hey, you might have somebody in your house that is not anxious at all and does not have any issue with anything being left out or, or you know, turned upside down. And, and that's okay because that's their, that's their way of coping or dealing with something. And you can't change that. That's not your job. Right. That's what I'm learning. It's your job to just take care of you and make sure that you are okay. You know, breathe through it. Uh, you know, talk to a friend. Do yoga if that's something that you can do. And it, you know, right. now, I helps could not, you. I could not right. do that early on because you almost have Me to neither. shut your mind down a little bit. Yes. And I had a really hard time with it's that. It's hard. And then I did, I did get into mm-hmm. it and I felt a lot better once mm-hmm. I could, but yeah, for about a good year and a half after mm-hmm. getting my anxiety in check, I won't say under control, just in check. Right. Because, um, <laughs> able to rein it in. <laughs> yeah. But, but yoga requires you to pause mm-hmm. and breathe mm-hmm. and just kind of let go. And when you are having anxiety because you like to control things, yes. that becomes more difficult for you. Yes. And a lot of times. Absolutely. People with anxiety are going, 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 going like a thousand miles a minute and they're fine. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times when they stop or something kind of throws a wrench into what's Mm -hmm. going on, um, that's when they fall apart. Yeah. Because you're, you don't want to be alone with your thoughts, right? right? You don't want to be, you'd rather be doing a million things in a day and then hitting the pillow without, you know, knowing what hit you that day mm-hmm. than sitting home and, and processing those thoughts and because they can be super heavy and mm-hmm. they can really throw you. Yeah. Mm. So just to make people aware of some symptoms of anxiety, we already touched on heart palpitations, feeling shaky, 
Um, there's also, you know, you can be tired. Mm-hmm. And it's a you, big one. If you don't know why you're tired, maybe just kind of take a deep breath, look at things and say, okay, maybe I'm, I'm not processing things as well as I should. Um, also GI issues, mm-hmm. either one way or the other. Um, right. And feeling foggy. Yes. Like if you just can't get mm-hmm. through Focus. the day without trying, yeah, without focusing. Um, and dizziness. Yes. Dizziness is a crazy one. Mm-hmm. I hate the dizziness. You struggle with that one. Oh my gosh. Yes. I hate the dizziness. So again, when there are stresses in your life and you think you're processing them okay, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you are having stomach issues or you're feeling overly tired, mm-hmm. or in my case, I'm getting dizzy for no apparent reason <laughs> and I know that I'm fine. I have, you know, I go mm-hmm. to the doctor and do all that kind of thing. Um, the dizziness can really mess with your head. Mm-hmm. Because yes. you don't want to drive, you don't want to go anywhere because you're afraid then that you're going to have a dizzy spell. True story, I had this happen a few months ago. There was something very stressful in my life. Um, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where it was, a, it was a real estate transaction and I kind of had this gut feeling that it wasn't the right thing to, mm. to be doing. And my gut kept telling me that and I kept pushing forward. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm getting these dizzy spells. And... I had to go to physical therapy because I had a frozen shoulder because I'm getting old. And um, I had a dizzy spell at the physical therapy place. And I had to take off the mask because, you know, you have to wear a mask in there. And I'm trying to get a breath and I'm trying not to fall off the table. And this woman who was trying to be very nice, she's like, oh, my goodness, are you okay? Are you all right? You look like you're going to pass out. But I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this is not helping. So I just sat there and I breathed. Breathe. And I kind of put my hand up to her like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Just give me a second. And I breathed. I, I was able to breathe through it. It stopped. I got in my car and I have not come back to physical therapy. <laughs> so, yes. But that's what I'm saying. Right. Now, my shoulder is better because I kept doing the exercises mm-hmm. at home. But it's always going to be there. Mm-hmm. But this scenario would have lasted me months. Right. It lasted like two weeks. Right. Yes, and so you're getting much better at processing that. Right. And, and I got out of the transaction and I haven't had a disease spell <laughs> since. And there are, like I was saying, you know, um, you don't want to sit. When you have, when you are home and you're not running and doing all those things and you're sitting with those feelings, you if you can't stay there, call someone and talk. That's why like, you'll call me and I'll talk to you and you'll say, I'm dizzy today. And I will say to you, what did you do yesterday? Or what did you do this morning? And to try to help you through it. If you didn't have that and same with you, like Mm -hmm. I'll call you and be like, I'm, I, my stomach's killing me today. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, I have headache. And she'll be like, well, are you, what's going on? What is Connor? Okay. Is, you know, what's going on? And by the end of the phone call, we usually figure out what the source of Mm -hmm. that is. So it's really good. If you, you can get stuck in a hamster wheel of emotions. Yeah. If you do not have somebody, whether it be a friend, a family member, a therapist, a husband, a wife, whoever it is, mm-hmm. um, if you don't have somebody to work through that stuff with, it can be tough to get out of your own head. Mm-hmm. Very tough. Yeah. So again, like another thing that helps me actually is crocheting. Yes. Because it, I crochet and if I'm feeling kind of like off kilter, mm-hmm. crocheting is all about counting. Mm-hmm. So you're just making sure that you <laughs> yes. keep counting and you're, it's just methodical. 
And the next thing you know, all you're thinking about is counting and doing mm-hmm. the stitch and turning. And the next thing you know, you have a scarf or a blanket right. or whatever. So ke- keeping your hands and your mind busy mm-hmm. to or distracting it is really helpful for me. And yes. another thing I always carried with me, and people laugh at me, is those little round red and white peppermints. Mm-hmm. When I would start to get a little off and start to feel like I was going to have a little bit of a panic thing going on, I would actually suck on a peppermint. And I was concentrating on the candy right. and not choking and right. dying. <laughs> so, oh, gosh. But it actually so got me through. There are. There yes. are. With insanely relative. Yes. Um, no, that's good. And so yours is crocheting, whereas mine is cleaning. Like oh, yeah, when I'm, when I'm anxious or worried, I'm cleaning. I'm reorgan- uh, reorganizing is a big one. Her house is very clean. Super reorganizing. Like everything is reorganized. Mike will come home and be like, where is the peeler? Yeah. Oh, it's in a different drawer. And trust me, living with me is probably very difficult at times because I move stuff around because I love to organize and have everything in its place. Um, but that's my way it keeps of working busy. through it. Yes, yeah. keeps my mind busy. Yeah. So that's that's our our gist of of how we are and how we deal because I'll tell you what years ago like 20 years ago there is no way I would have driven in a snowstorm to Bluebell to do a podcast (laughs) so uh leaps and bounds just leaps and bounds you've come far if you are if you are in a bad place right now and you can't see or you think you can't see your way out of it I'm telling you, if you tell somebody, mm-hmm. they might have the the key yes. to where you need to start. Absolutely. Always start with your doctor. Make sure that you're healthy and mm-hmm. that everything is okay and there's nothing underlying. But when it comes to being anxious, know that you are not alone. Mm-mm. Know that there are skills that can help you. I'm just going to list them for the ones that have helped us. Focus on an object. If you're in the middle of a panic attack... If you can focus on something and breathe, mm-hmm. it will help. Believe it or not, mine was sucking on a pepper. It. Um, Jenna's is deep breaths. Mm-hmm. Taking time with your friends and laughing is the best medicine. Yes, agreed. Um, even if you have to do a Zoom meeting yes. because of the pandemic or whatever, just do it. Um, look at what you're eating. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you are eating well and take time for yourself. Find a hobby that keeps your hands and mind busy, mm-hmm. like crocheting or crafting or playing the piano, or whatever, or cleaning. <laughs> it's See, not that, really a hobby. That doesn't even come to mind for me. <laughs> Notice I was like, cleaning? Yeah, cleaning, right. Um, exercise, even if it's a 15-minute walk right. by yourself or with a friend. Better with a friend, in my opinion. Limit your caffeine and alcohol if you start feeling off. Because a lot of times you think, oh, well, I'll just have a glass of wine to right. decompress. That makes it worse that, sometimes. That makes it worse mm-hmm. for me. Um, get enough sleep. Mm-hmm. Sleep's important. But mostly listen to your body and ask for help. Yes, that's a big one. Yeah. Ask for help. And, and sometimes anxiety is a more difficult issue to tackle and get a handle on. And in that case, you may need help from a professional. Yeah. And don't be afraid to get the help because if you feel you're dealing with anxiety more than you're not, that's probably a good start. Right. You can even Mm -hmm. start with the um, ADAA.org. It's the Anxiety and Depression Association of America. Mm -hmm. And I believe they have links too if you're not sure where to start. Um, Because it it is different for everybody. And and being able to do it naturally for some is great. 
but others need medication and therapy. And yes. I know people who do that and it helped them. Right. Beautiful. Right. Yeah. And we will link a few articles on our uh, webpage as well. Yes. For this. So hopefully we helped everybody realize that, you know, a lot of us are coping and living with mm-hmm. anxiety and that, um, you know, hopefully you will be okay. And I think you will if you get the help you need, whether yes. it's uh, natural or through conventional med- medicine. Right. right. So anyway, so... So do you want to end with the quote? I will end with the quote because I think it's going to snow again and I want to get home. <laughs> so, um, so coping with anxiety, what to take with you for, for the week is that no amount of anxiety can change the future. Right. So think about that because if you keep running down that rabbit hole mm-hmm. and thinking the negative thoughts, it's not going to help you in your future. It's worrying is not changing the outcome. Right. At all. Right. That's why I like that thing. Worrying's like a rocking chair. Yes. It gives you something to do, but something like you don't get very far. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> and you don't, right? Right. Because yeah. a rocking chair is fine. Yeah. But you don't go anywhere. But you don't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with worry. So, all right. So on that note, we hope everyone has a beautiful rest of your week and um, have a great day. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste.